here we are again, Jeff and John, and I might put you on the spot before the day's over, so. Sounds good break, to me. I'm ready. Brace yourself. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh. <laughs> uh, this is called the other side of the pulpit. Once again, this is number seven. Six, I think. Six or seven. Six or seven, but we're gonna stop keeping up with them now because I can't pass count past ten. Uh, but before we get in, in, into this any further, I want to go to the Lord in prayer and ask Him to put His blessing on my my mouth and and my brain into Jeff's brain and and let His word come out instead of our own personal feelings at, at this point in time. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the opportunity to, to to stand up in a public public forum that anybody can access and and take on the mantle of standing up for you and what you say because you live within us and because you've forgiven us and the goodness of you is leading us to repentance and to turn to you. We know what's right because you've put in our hearts what's right, but we don't always do what's right and that's where your grace comes in that forgives us and teaches us how not to do those things again. That's one reason you gave us the word, and I thank you that I'm being able to see it. Father, open the hearts and the minds and lives of people that we touch and expand this listenership as you desire. Uh, I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, what we've been talking about is... uh, we started out in well. We started out a long, long time ago. It's somewhere else completely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but but right now the the last thing we got into was was words and and the word that came up was in emulations and we were in Galatians chapter six verse sixteen is where we started at because we're talking about what Paul gave not as a list of sins even though it is a list of sins but as an indication of how we can tell as Christians whether or not we're walking in the Spirit or not. Mm -hmm. Because it's plain. Because he says in 16, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's right. And he goes on to to describe what those lusts of the flesh are. And why does he do that? It's so we'll know. So we'll know what they are. So we know that we can... That's what we're going to be avoiding. That's what we're going to be avoiding. I mean, if you want to go out in the cow pasture and, you, and walk around without stepping in something, you've got to know what you're looking for to mm-hmm. not step in, right? That's right. And you've got to know the difference between when the deers come by and when the cows come by. And don't step in either one of them. That's right. So this is basically what Paul is doing right here. And it, it's he's describing for us. Now, how do I say that? And why do I say that? Because if you look right on down in verse 22, He also gives you the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. He also describes what it looks like when you're walking in the Spirit. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. And what is that? Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. There's no ruling. There's no order of operation that is against these things. But what really gets me is when you begin to look at what's going on today in our, in our society, what's going on in our politics, what's going on in everything that, that the enemy has set up 
against the powers of God and against the people that are trying to walk in the Spirit and live that. He set his whole force up. When you go back on further back into Ephesians in 6.12, what does it tell us? That we wrestle, we fight, we, we, we argue, we contend with not the forces of this world, but we're contending, uh, contending with spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, in high places, in the places that control the spirit of man. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're, you're right. Keep going. You're doing good, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And by the way, I didn't bring my watch, so if we run over, we're just going to run over, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, what Paul talks about here in Galatians is, is the, uh, he gives you a list of things to look for. And we're going to go back into Ephesians today too. Mm-hmm. And there's three basic things. There's three basic things that have been in play since the very beginning. And I mean the very beginning. That's the first thing Satan used against mankind. It's the first weapons that he used against God. It's the first things he ever come up with. It's his tactics that we should be uh, aware of. Mm-hmm. And what are they? When you look at how he tempted Eve, to deceive her, what did he tempt her with? Three of them. There's mm-hmm. only three. Yeah. But they fold into everything else. When you when you fast forward and you look at the the, the when when Satan tempted Christ, he used the very same tactics, mm-hmm. and he's using them today. Mm-hmm. And when you look at these three things, and you look at in in Galatians chapter. Uh, Three of chapter five, verse sixteen. You start reading those. You realize that every one of these are included in the main three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what they are? Physical, lust of the flesh. Yes, lust of the flesh. Lust of the eye. Mm-hmm. And the pride of life. Yes. Now that's where that's where that word emulation we can't we we talked about last week mm-hmm. last go around. Emulation, what is that? It's man setting himself up in a high position over another man. Yeah. What is that? That's pride of life. Hey, I'm proud. Look, I'm over you, dude. You know. Well, yeah. And if you look at the last verse of uh, chapter 5, it says, Let us not uh, become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. And that's that pride of life. That's that pride of life. If, you know, um, and, and people get mad at me because. I'm I'm a, I'm almost like a word Nazi or a word police or word <laughs> uh, whatever you want to call it uh, and and people now now we're gonna be outcasted because I used the word Nazi but you know people use pride all the time and I'm so proud of such and such and and uh, I have pride in such and such and and I don't use that word um, unless unless it's by accident and I try not to correct people but if mm-hmm. you have pride pride goes mm-hmm. to the way of destruction mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i've had church members go say something about it to me i go look you can change the word just like you can take a pig and bathe the pig mm-hmm. and and spray perfume on it and put a bow in its head and you still got a pig you still got a pig and if you let that pig go it's going to go back to the mud because that's what pigs do. That's what pigs do. And so you can take that word and try to change the meaning of that word. And people so much have to, to so that it's not being prideful as being, but at the same time, it is mm-hmm. the same word. Mm-hmm. And 
and you can't change God's word, good or bad. Right. You know, you, right. That's that's the thing. When you start changing the word of God, and and, and oh, people get mad. They're like, you just you you're the word police. I'm like, well, well little it, things matter. And it it's it's like it's like we've been talking about. God's word has not changed. Mm-mm. Our definitions of these words have changed. Now let me let me take you back. We, we're gonna we're gonna hit this pride thing a minute, okay? Do you think God was proud when He said, "This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased"? That's a good question. Now, when you say the same thing, when you say, "I'm proud of my daughter," "I'm proud of my son for what they've accomplished," "I'm proud of them when they." It's not that you're proud in in that sense, but that you are well pleased. Now, I'm saying all of that, and I'm bringing that out to show you how the devil takes and twists things. Mm -hmm. And how does he do that in a life of a believer? Well, how he does is because we're still living in this fleshly body. Mm -hmm. We still have alive within us this nature that fights against everything that's right. Mm -hmm. That's why Paul talks so much about us walking in the Spirit. We can choose to either walk in the Spirit or walk in the flesh. Mm -hmm. If the flesh dominates, then we're not going to do these things. What we're seeing nowadays in our society is walking in the flesh. Oh, absolutely. And the way they, the way they, that I have been taught, I have talked to many people, and this is, this scares me how, how this word keeps coming up. We're talking about different words Mm -hmm. that God is progressive. He's not progressive. No, he's not progressive. The the Bible strictly says he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. I mean, that's scripture. So how can he be progressive if he's never changed? But yet people talk about God being progressive and I'm going, no, 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 he's not progressive. He doesn't change with time. He is the exact same. We change. If if he's progressive then, does that mean that all this... Let's go back to this, okay? Lust of the flesh. Mm -hmm. Part of what that is is sexual impurity. Mm -hmm. You think about it. Mm -hmm. Now, if you go back into Romans, you start reading in the first, second chapter of Romans... Paul goes into this. Mm-hmm. He goes into this sexual impurity. Mm-hmm. Now, what is that? That's giving in to the desires of the flesh, of, of and it's it's hedonism. It's it's trying to satisfy something that is within from things without. Paul writes, you know, Paul talks about um, not being married, and you should, you know, it's better to not be married than be in the ministry because you know you only have one love. Yeah. But he also says, if you need to be married, be married. But he, but he goes on to say that if you're married, you should give unto your husband or wife so that they won't be going seeking other people. That's exactly right. And that and that's that sexual that's, you know immorality or whatever that you're talking about. The, you know the lust of the flesh. You 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 want that intimate relationship, mm-hmm. and you're gonna get it from somebody. And that's mm-hmm. why he said. So we're you know to. People are, are are trying to change and say God and I. Don't get me wrong. I will accept in our church. We accept anybody. Absolutely, absolutely. But we want to check the, everything at the door. But but God. Right. So if you're living a sinful life, no matter what it is, if you're cheating on your spouse, or if you're um, if you're a drunkard, or if you're um, um, 
into pornography or if you're uh, um, LGB, whatever those letters are, um, if you're any of that, that's fine. But check all that at the door. Check it at the door. Check check all check your your racism at the door. Check your so your socialism at the door. Yeah, uh, check yeah, check your pride at the door. Check all that door when you come right. in. We're not gonna con- we're not gonna condemn you nor condone your lifestyle, but we want you to get the gospel. Right, and part of that gospel is is. The word that you brought up earlier about repentance. Mm-hmm. Repentance is, and, and, and I know, I don't think that that word's been looked at enough. Because mm-hmm. when you study what Paul says about now, it. No, we got to stop for just a minute. I, me and John's been talking before this. We talked about 15 minutes before this. So before we got on here, we were talking about teaching the kids in vacation Bible school the ABCs of, of salvation, but we leave out the R for repentance. And and we just want to do the admit, believe, and confess part, but the the repentance is as important because if you don't repent, you're gonna be so. Mm. If you go back and go, I missed him saying repentance. It's because I said it before we started recording. <laughs> and I'm sorry. So we we do this. We're like we're like that old eight track player that y'all don't know anything about. We'll hit a bump in the road and just change tracks. All that just. <laughs> me, me and John had these discussions. We just record thirty minutes of it. <laughs> Uh, Go ahead, John. I'm sorry. I had to catch the people up. <laughs> well, any, anyway, and this this is what Paul starts talking about here in, in this particular passage we've been mm-hmm. looking at. Uh, that's why he gives the comparison and the example of being between the flesh mm-hmm. and between the spirit. Yeah. And he carries this theme on back in, in, in uh, Ephesians 2 in chapter 5. But if you think about it, sexual impurity... Mm-hmm. It degrades humanity. Mm-hmm. We're right in the middle of it right now. Yep. Now, all this other stuff, all this. When you stop and look at what's going on today, it just amazes me how all of a sudden the coronavirus, mm-hmm. the financial problems of the country, not only the country but the world, mm-hmm. the 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 the. I'm trying to be sensitive <clears throat> here. Well, this, this movement that started where all of a sudden now everybody's going out and burning stuff down because you heard a particular that uh, everybody is getting offended over everybody else. Yeah. I say that. Yes. And, and you said this earlier too when we were talking before we started recording. There's never been a time, and I, I agree with this, and this is a John Dane statement. There's never been a time uh, that everything is working together to try to destroy God's word. Absolutely. All this stuff. Absolutely. All this stuff is, though it's all terrible, is all in sync with one another it's, to try to destroy the country and to try to destroy God's word. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what I saw last night on the news? What's that? Which I, I, I very rarely, I just, I hate to watch the news. I hate to watch all this crap. But now locusts are invading India. <laughs> did you see that? I did not. They showed this shot, and this was, in, this was in a major city. This shot, and the locusts were so thick in the air mm-hmm. that they were having to ground airplanes. The planes couldn't take off. The That's jets funny. couldn't take off. Now, and I say that, I say all of that, and I say all this, this hatred, of, 
And I'm not I'm talking hatred between people of the same color against people of the same color. Mm-hmm. All this money that's being raised for this movement, it goes back to what? It goes back to greed. Mm-hmm. Desirous of things that you can't have. Oh, if you take money and and fortune fortune and fame out of the equation, racism would be gone absolutely before the end absolutely. of the year because if you did not buy into this financially and you did not buy into this with your support, then the people who are keeping the racism alive would would be standing up there fussing about nothing and fussing about racism and nobody else would be listening to them because they would be in their lives. There's more non-racism stuff going on. There is racism. But it's not broadcast. Why? It, because, because it's it doesn't not make, serving It doesn't make you money. Now, and what does that come into? That comes back into that pride of life. Lust of the flesh, pride of life, uh, the desire of your eye. Yeah, I mean. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride mm-hmm. of life. It all goes back to those three things. Yep. Now, let's, let's expand on this a little bit, too. Uh, go back into Ephesians chapter 5. It's, it, 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 it amazed me. But, Jeff, if you sit and you look at all this stuff that's coming together at the same time, it's like a perfect storm. Mm-hmm. It's like everything is, all of this stuff is just being behind the scenes orchestrated. And it should be plain to people. That's why Paul describes what he does here in, in Galatians 5.23. Did you see any of the fruit of the Spirit coming out? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What's that last one? Self-control? No. Let's go back into chapter five, Ephesians chapter five. Let me let me read this one to you here too. Uh, to you too, pride of life is is a lot of idolatry in pride of life. It's where you put yourself or something else on the throne of your life. Yep. All right. Uh, chapter five, verse one of Ephesians says, "Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given Himself for us, an offering." A sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Here we go again. What was I talking about, about sexual impurity? Mm-hmm. Now look, before y'all think I'm some kind of... There ain't, there's nobody sitting in this room right now that has went any deeper in sexual immorality and impurity than I have, okay? Mm-hmm. And I, I, am I proud of it? No, no. It, do, does it well please me? No, because I look back and I see what kind of fool I was, mm-hmm. and how it's, it, it deceived me and drug me so far into into perversion. Anyway, I, I've said that. Okay, y'all know where I'm coming from now. Okay, verse three, but fornication, lust of the flesh, mm-hmm. all uncleanness or covetousness. Paul calls it idolatry. Mm-hmm. Let it not be even named among you as fitting for the saints. Now, all right, let's go to four. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving thanks. For this you know that no fornicator, 
unclean unclean when it says unclean you you and I both know that doesn't mean because we don't take a bath on a regular right exactly it means spiritually unclean unclean person or covetous man who is see there he goes who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God let no one deceive you with empty words empty words all right here here we come up to the age of grace right here now where you, you go into a pulpit and these so-called pastors that have been doctrinally and, and denominationally trained that we've got to accept everybody and if we don't we're haters yeah we don't hate the person there's sin in these people's lives this sin is going to take these people in, into hell it's going to take them into a place of punishment mm-hmm just like we went back, what is it? Eternal punishment. <laughs> just like we went back to what started this whole conversation of uh, several weeks ago about this guy saying, uh, taking the word perish. Mm-hmm. You're going to live forever somewhere, mm-hmm. and you're going to experience wherever you are living at. You're going to experience that place you're living in forever, mm-hmm. whether it's in torment or paradise. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. Do you want to live forever in torment or do you want to live forever in paradise? What we're talking about right here is being able to live in paradise forever and, and here learning how to live in that life the best we can here. Oh, absolutely. Look, there's that last one you read. Um, empty words. Empty words. Uh, my daughter uh, went to a church goes off to college and she goes to some churches and she's looking around for a church and she finally found a church that was that she said dad i'm fed, i'm getting fed here and i like it and uh of course about the time she gets involved the school is out because of this pandemic that we're in i guess but anyway um she went to several churches and one of them she said you know it was a pretty good church but she said, Dad, they just weren't doctrinally sound like I thought they should be. Mm-hmm. And she said um, they were sugarcoating things. They were kind of almost like, like you say, empty words. They, they don't want to offend somebody. Right, right. And, um, and then she goes to another church, and I'm not going to name any of these churches. And I probably should, but uh, there might be a lawsuit if I did, so I'm not going to name any of these churches. But she went to a church that a lot of people go to. And I'm talking about thousands of people go yes. to this church. Yeah. Okay. And she went to this church and she said, Dad, the guy told a story. And then at the end of the story, he kind of had a little message. And she said, I, I, I don't mind a good story, but I go to church to get fed. To get fed. Yeah. It's kind of like sitting down at the dinner table and somebody handing you a, a, you know, a shrimp. And saying, here, this is your food. Or handing you a bite of steak and saying, this is your food. Or handing you a french fry and saying, here. She, you know, you sit there, at the, at the, you want a plate full of food to, to eat. You're hungry and you came to the dinner table to eat. And, and she told me, she said, Dad, I'll go with my friends sometimes. But she said, I just feel like I'm wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Because the, the word, and she didn't say it this way, but the words are empty. You know, you can tell the story and at the end of the story have a message, but the whole story has nothing to do with God. No, it's just a, a, an atten- attention getter. And you got these empty words up there, but more and more churches are doing this Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. 
more Absolutely. and more churches Absolutely. are doing this stuff so that they don't offend anybody so that they can have a congregation. And Jesus, Jesus, when the rich young man came up to him and said, I want to inherit the kingdom of heaven, he goes, oh, follow me. He goes, obey the Ten Commandments. He goes, oh, I, I obey the Ten Commandments. And he said, well, sell everything you have and follow me. And the, kid, the guy says, I can't do it. I can't do that. And he turns around and walks away. Well, first of all, he was kidding himself about following the Ten Commandments because if he'd have been following the Ten Commandments, his money would not have been more valuable than God, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the lust mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of the flesh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have been trying to give everything. He would. Have, he'd have been willing to give everything away for salvation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The pride mm-hmm. of the flesh. Mm-hmm. You know, lust of the flesh. And mm-hmm. and and so. You know, he, he liked what he had, but he wanted more. He knew he was missing something. So, And know. do you think he actually liked his prominent position and all that brought him? Oh, absolutely. Don't you think that's pride of life? Yes. And so, but Jesus didn't look at him and go, okay, wait, wait, wait. Come with me and we'll just work on it. Yeah, we'll work on it as we go. You know, he no. just gave me, he said, do this. When Jesus was walking and in in he had a lot of people following him and, and, uh, he had just fed the multitudes. He turns around, looks at him, and goes, "I just fed you." This is in John. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, "I just fed you. And that's why you follow me." But you want to, if you want to see eternal life, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. Now he wasn't literally talking about eating his, you know, taking a bite out of his arm or whatever, right, right. and drinking his blood. But what he's saying is, you have to take on, you have to receive Christ as your Savior. Right. And when you do that, you're going to repent and you're going to start serving God. And